This is The Wheel Weaves, a Wheel of Time podcast with no spoilers. Hey everyone, I'm your host Danny, and I'm the first time reader going through this series chapter by chapter. As always, there's no spoilers past the chapter we're covering, and that means it's totally safe for first time readers. I'm joined by my co-host Brett, who's a longtime fan, and he's guiding me on this journey. We'd like to thank and acknowledge our executive producers, Brandy Aaron Kirkwood, Sean McGuire, Yanis, Albert Lorenzo, Lifeline Fool, Green Man, Davis Ferreira, Margaret, Big C, Bennett Williamson, and Dylan C. Now we're really excited because we have a new executive producer who is joining our team. So thank you so much to Hannah Green. We're really excited to have your continued support and for you to be on this journey with us. Now, before we get into things today, we want to thank... A few people who renewed their annual pledge over at patreon.com slash the wheel weaves podcast. So thanks again for your continued support to David Barkle, Shane Christie, and CD Harris. And a special thank you to Zachary, who renewed their annual pledge for the second year in a row. Thank you so much. We really, truly appreciate it. We also want to thank Timo Horvath and Thomas Apicella to the Wheel Weaves Patreon team. New patrons are so fun. We love to have you. And we really, truly could not do this without you and your support. In this episode, we're talking about Chapter 8 of Knife of Dreams. Yeah, Chapter 8 is Dragon's Eggs. That's right, yeah. The coolest chapter title, I think. Oh, really? Probably, like, in the series for me up to this point. Oh. When I saw it, it's like, oh, what? Like, kind of crazy? Because, I don't know, I, I feel like... I thought it was kind of uh, a <laughs> little wimpy. Wimpy? Oh, I don't know. I okay. was like, it's too cheesy almost. What? I love... Uh, okay, but when we get into it, like, I love Aludra so much because of this. Okay, and now I do have a question because I thought that dragons weren't a thing in this series. Sure. Or in this world. Okay. Currently. Yeah. So why is Aludra like, ah, dragons for sure breathe fire and these are called dragons that shoot fire. Well, I mean, hey, like myth face the legend and all that, but like the dragon symbol is on the dragon banner. Yeah, but nobody knew and what it was. Rand. They're like weird serpent with legs. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have a word for that well, creature. Well, maybe that's how the myth comes to be is her dragons are the fire breathing monsters. That destroy armies, right? Like, that's literally, okay. that's the whole maybe point of the series. <laughs> I, might, I might accept that, like, a little bit. Or, like, maybe Illuminators know, have something about dragons. I just, that was my biggest question okay, okay. Ar- around here. Because I was like, what? Yeah, okay. Plot hole. No, not a plot hole. Not even close. <laughs> no way. Get out of here. Okay, that's fine. Okay, and I figured that since... When we first initially found out what Eludra was up to back in Winter's Heart, yeah. I did a fun fact on cannons because it was like, ooh, we got to find a bell founder and all that. Yeah. So I figured it'd be appropriate to do a follow-up fun fact on cannonballs. Okay. Yeah. Did okay. you say it like that because that's what you yell when you jump in a pool? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the, like, the destructive type, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I for sure remember your fun fact on cannons. So Good, good. So good thing Yeah. I for sure know that you did that and I didn't think this, okay, was okay. going to be cannons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Phew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered that already. Okay. But so, cannonballs is going to be different and new. Yes. Cannonballs are what you put in to the cannon. Okay. <laughs> the dragon's no, eggs, no, 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 if you will. I, I, okay. I understand that. I know that part. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know what you know sometimes. Mm -hmm. So typically for what people know as cannonballs, they were usually made of stone and then later they were made of cast iron and the non-explosive type of cannonballs were also known as round shots. Oh, because they're just sort of like, yeah, destroy the side of your boat. That's what I'm thinking. You know, the ones that like you shoot out the side of the boats? Like, yeah. Like Pirates of the Caribbean style? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got some information on that okay, too. Okay, okay. Sorry, You're I'm taking over. Jumping ahead no, here. No, I'll let you talk now. Yeah. So the cast iron cannonball, so like a little bit better engineered one, was actually made by a French artillery engineer and it was apparently devastating to traditional English castle walls. Ooh. Yeah, because it's like the direct impact and would like literally crumble castle walls. Sure, yeah. Very good invention, but also very effective against like wooden ships and people too. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, right apart. Launching (laughs) iron balls of people or Uh stone balls. Yeah. So, they were so effective that a new style of fortifications was invented called a star fort or a bastion fort. 
So if you think like the older style, imagine like high, tall walls, maybe like square shaped or up on a hill. Mm -hmm. That would be like traditional castle shape. And with a cannon, you basically launch a ball directly perpendicular at the wall and it collapses it. But with a star fort, it's literally in a star shape. It makes it really hard to get that perpendicular strike. Mm. So they had to invent this new type of castle wall to help defend against like cannon fire it's actually kind of cool there's like a lot of history and apparently michelangelo helped implement them too now there are a few different styles of cannonballs but i just want to highlight a couple of them so the ones that would be used against wooden structures and ships that were susceptible to fire they would actually heat the cannonballs up till it's red hot and then fire it at the ships. And they were called heated shots or hot shots. Hot shot! Yeah, but apparently there's a lot of contention in the hot shot universe about the etymology of the term hot shot. And it either does or does not come from the heating up of the heated shots and firing them at ships. Right. So it's either yes or no, that's where it comes from. Okay. Yeah. No so, definitive answer there. No. <laughs> this reminds me of the controversy of the pie versus the hand pie or the pasty. Exactly. Oh my gosh, such a lot controversy. Of, lot of controversy. Yeah, okay, got so it. So either it did or it did not come from that. Or something like similar, like a gunshot. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, anyways. Okay. Then the exploding shot, which is a little bit of what Aluja's talking about here too. Oh yeah. Right? The, so the blow up ones... So those came around pretty early on too, and they were made by filling hollow cast iron balls with gunpowder, and then you light the fuse before you fire it out of the cannon, but apparently they were very dangerous to handle, and they would sometimes explode prematurely, or they'd get jammed in the cannon, and then explode, so limited functionality with the exploding ones. Yeah. So we gotta be careful. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. I thought there was gonna be a bigger connection to China. Well, I mean, gunpowder. We ta- yeah. That was the cannons. We did. We cover that. Oh. We did all that. I did like the history okay. of cannons, and it and, is okay. It is gunpowder in China. Yeah. That's where like fireworks. Yeah. With the alchemists and. If you want to go listen, that. chapter fifteen, sixteen of Winter's Heart. <laughs> I did all that stuff uh, already. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting, though. <laughs> I think it was. I thought it was. <laughs> Oh my. Okay, so let's get into chapter 8. It's one chapter, but it's actually quite long. Yeah, we have like a bunch of different segments of things happening here. Oh yeah, we have acts. We do, yeah. As I would like to, like there's different acts. It's like a three-act play. Yeah, yep, a little bit. (laughs) We have different events that happen that don't seem related to each other. They don't, but they're all here together. And I guess that makes sense for the chapter symbol a little bit. Yeah. Because we get dragon's eggs. Oh, I'm doing your job now. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Chapter eight is called Dragon's Eggs, yeah. and the chapter symbol is the Avendasora leaf. Yeah. Which we haven't had in a long time, but now I assume that's for the tinkers. That would make sense. Or, I guess. yeah. Alternatively, the mother who marries Baeldomen. That's true too. Because the Avendasora leaf was for Nynaeve when she was wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So. I- there was also the controversy because there's like two different Avendasora leaf symbols. Oh, mm. and one's like pretty like strictly Ooh, to eye the world and stuff. Right. So and then there were like way gates. Yeah, it's a little wonky, but anyways, and that's such a that's like a middle act, like oh, oh that yeah. happened kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's that's act one. Okay, <laughs> the marriage you mean? Yeah. Oh, the marriage thing and the whole tent shifting. That's act one. That's part of act one. Okay. Yeah, that's like soft introduction. Sure. We're like. What's going to happen? Uh, learn some things about some side characters. That's all. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Now, we're sticking with Matt in his perspective. And it's the day after the whole shenanigans with the Aes Sedai and the Shanshan soldiers causing trouble at the gates. Yeah. And we learn that we are not staying here for several days, like Luca intended. Mm -hmm. We are packing up before dawn and we are getting the f out of dodge yeah and there's like a little bit of backstory too because it's kind of interesting back when luca's show was still very very small because i think petra kind of goes on like a big rant and back in the day they would have left immediately after the soldiers like had gone away they would have started packing up right then the fact that he stayed an entire night until the next day I mean, that just goes to show that they are growing and expanding, too. So Right. Well, yeah. And the reason that they're leaving is because 
yeah, those soldiers aren't allowed to come back, but their buddies who are allowed to come back yeah. are now going to be angry. Yeah. Looking for some... looking for some revenge. Some payback. A little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, not a good situation. So, they're packing up and leaving. Oh, and Matt is not packing up because the best part about having money is not the things you can buy, but it's the fact that you can pay people to do things for you. Oh, yeah. Like, do your packing. Oh, yeah. So, that's, <laughs> sure. what, that's what's happening right can now. Can we pay someone to do our packing this weekend before we leave on our two-week camping trip? You could pay me to do it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. No? Okay. Oh, no. No. And I'm way too controlling, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is no way I'm giving up my lists. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This is where full naive comes out. It's yeah. This weekend for me and packing. But mm-hmm. I digress. Now, we're back to Matt, who's going to ride up beside the Aes Sedai wagon, and he can feel that there's channeling going on inside, and he hates that, but there's not much he's going to do about it. Yeah. And then he's also going to intentionally not ride with two on, even though he kind of wants to. He doesn't really want to come across as eager, and, like, that's a whole situation. Yeah, you got to play hard to get, right? That's a... Yeah. A strategy... It's a whole thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It, it feels kind of recappy, but a little it's like, bit. we know. Yeah. We know, Matt. Yeah. Goodness. Okay. But I do find it nice that Matt, he wants Tuan to get to see him as like more than just what she's calling him, which is toy. Yeah. Right? She He wants to build this like relationship with her. Yeah. I and... have a theory later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because he wants- I remember <laughs> to yeah. get to it. <laughs> yeah. He wants her to respect him. And right now, she hasn't really seen him do much, I suppose. Okay, I'm going to say my theory now, because okay. I think I'm just going to forget. Yeah, we're we're going to go off on a million tangents, and I'm not going to remember to talk about it again. Okay. And I didn't write it down. So, my theory with that whole thing, because we do get a moment later, which now I'll remember to talk about. Our moment later is when Tuan looks genuinely concerned for Matt yeah. at one point, and I had a thought that... That's what's going to push her over the edge with the whole marriage thing and with the calling him toy and whatever. I think there'll be a moment where maybe he's in like some kind of danger, like not real danger, but she'll be really worried for him. Okay. And be like, ah, Matt, or something like that. Like I actually care about you or something? Yeah, but then she'll call him by his name. Oh, okay. In a moment of like... Yeah. Oh, I actually care about you, and she'll like forget to call him toy or something. Oh, I like you know, it. That's my theory coming up for that. Okay, but we okay. can I don't know talk about maybe a little further when we get to that moment because I was like ah ah yeah that's good yeah I like it. He wants that mutual respect, right? And that comes after like a whole like the third act trying to escape, but right. not really sure sure we're not really sure what happened there. Just like for funsies, she's nuts. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's obvious. <laughs> but we're still in act one and we're still slowly moving. Mm-hmm. And now Matt is still hopeful that we're going to move a bit faster because of this threat of the Shanchen. But no, yeah. absolutely not. We stop like literally the same afternoon. Yeah. It's like they, they travel in the morning and time. And we're setting up near a village that has like three inns or some four inns. Yeah. It's like so not it's, like, very it's big. big enough. Yeah. It's not salt town money. No. So Luca's a little bit upset yeah. about that, but and like the village mayor and the innkeepers and the wisdom that are all here, they get in for free. Yeah, they had to like negotiate. There's a whole thing about like nobody wants them set up here or something. I don't know. Well, not yeah. really, because Val and Luca kind of goes on this whole like, ooh, strangers. Strangers are always going to try to rob you, right? And you know these country bumpkins are always going to try and rob you. So you got to make it worth their while. Well, and the same from the the townsfolk's perspective. It's like oh. Oh, these are strangers and we don't really want strangers near us, but I guess, but all of our inner circle is going to get in for free. And that's the whole, we actually get the introduction too, that there is the mother Darvale. Yeah. Darvale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is like hinted now who comes back later mm-hmm. for the whole marriage thing. So, well, that's off screen. It is. It's off page. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Did you really need to? No, absolutely no. <laughs> Hundred percent want... no. Unless we were in like Agiana's perspective, sure. and it was the prologue. Okay. You know. Yeah. If it, but otherwise, no. Like a real quick one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That does not feel main plot, main <laughs> stuff. But it was fine the way it was. Yeah. I'm not complaining about the way it was written. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. And we get one of these like time lapses where we know that they travel for a few days, 
And then in the next section of the, the next act or whatever of this chapter, we're going to go back and find out what happened during those days of travel. Because Matt oh, thinks... Oh, is that what happened Yeah, here? because okay. Matt thinks, oh, we're the travel that we're doing is happening in very small segments. So we travel for like a morning for a couple hours, we stop. And then the next day we go a little bit more and then we stop. The next day we do a little bit more and then we stop. So they set up their whole show every day, like take down and set it up every day? Or is it like half set up? Or are we actually setting the whole show up every day? I'm just confused by this whole travel idea. Yeah, I don't know enough about traveling circuses, but I have to assume that there's there's like a, a hard setup version where it's like, this is if we're staying for a long time, it's more set up, mm. right? And then there's like a soft setup version where it's like, oh, we're stopping out of town. So let's get most of our stuff set up so we can make some money and then back up for the next day. I see. I would have to assume it's something like that. Okay. But again, seems like a lot. You know? I don't know enough about... <laughs> Well, if everyone does their part, right? I guess so. Then it's not so bad. I guess. It's still... I don't know. I don't quite get it, but that's okay. This I is don't how they... Have, I don't get probably <laughs> about, I'd say, 45% of what's happening in these books. Which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to learn more about traveling circuses and... Well, not really, because the things that I don't get are not even remotely important to the plot and my understanding. Hey, hey, now the first time you were introduced to Val and Luca's circus, mm -hmm. did you think we'd still be with the circus? Kind of. In Knife of Dreams, really? Yeah. Well, I kind of thought we would get back to the circus. You should have done your research like two years ago then. I know. I really liked the circus plot, so <laughs> I'm here for it. Like, I'm not mad at it. It's just goes on a long time <laughs> it does that's okay. all so let's let's do a backup now okay backtrack is this a second act yet i guess no not yet no okay. no no we're just like we're still in act one i don't don't know anything about plays what am i even talking no. oh no we don't know enough oh, about this act one scene two okay beautiful i love it i read shakespeare once totally yeah in like high school oh for sure high yeah school. yeah <laughs> i've read a couple plays since then i read the cursed child that doesn't count no way does that count. That's... As a shot, you mean? Or just like it doesn't count as reading a play? Both. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It doesn't count for either of those things. Although, when I was reading this chapter, yeah. I did think to myself, ooh, I have a Harry Potter reference. But yeah. I don't remember what it was when I was reading it, and I didn't write it down. Okay. So... 50-50 well, <laughs> on whether or not it comes back to me while we're recording. Okay. All right. Well, I heard J.K. Rowling never even read a play before she wrote one either. Actually? Did she admit to that? Well, or, or are you just making a joke? I mean, the joke about like she's never read fantasy before. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> They're all original ideas. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay. I'm not taking a shot. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Do okay. Sorry. Someone else can for me if they want. But I might remember the thing that I thought of before once okay okay i hope you do okay so without thinking about the timeline too hard at one point matt approaches Aludra, one of i think the first night yeah sure so he does sneak into her tent kind of it's like an enclosure yeah yeah and like nobody's allowed in there because of you know secret secrets yeah but this is where they're gonna have an entire conversation about matt figuring out about lofting tubes and yeah. like why she wants a bell founder so if you recall last episode matt was thinking to himself okay i think i know what she wants the bell founders for but what i figured out doesn't actually make a lot of sense right and that kind of makes sense for what he says here he says lofting tubes that's why you want a bell founder so you can make lofting tubes out of bronze but he can't figure out why yeah because right now with the lofting tubes they're like wooden yeah. Right. And then he's thinking, okay, well, you want a bell founder to make big bronze ones, but that doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. Because nobody can lift them up. They're yeah. They're like too heavy. You would need some kind of hoisting mechanism or wheels or something. Yeah. You need like something to do it. Because right now you can get around with like just lifting them and moving them around, but anything bigger and heavier is going to be way more difficult. And then what's the, what's the point? Right. And Aludra's like, you're kind of clever. You're not just a pretty face, turns yeah. out. Yeah. You did figure it out. Sort, kind of, sort of. <laughs> she kind of tries to change the subject and is like, stop talking to me. You're already juggling two women and I won't be juggled. Well, because if you recall. They made out a bunch. Yeah. Like, like not one. even that. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like more than, <laughs> it's at least a little bit. Well, they made out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But Matt's like, ah, I'm long over that. Don't you worry. Don't yeah. you worry at all. Phew. Okay. We're but all cool. But he keeps on about the bronze tubes making weapons. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, duh. 
that's the idea. Yeah, and this is kind of where Eluder like launches into the explanation. We get like official confirmation. Yep, we're for sure going for cannons, which is basically the only thing it could have ever yeah. been. Without pretty colors, just the blow up y bit. Yeah, because then she goes into the explanation like, hey, currently with the wooden lofting tubes, you can send a night flower, like a firework, up 300 paces in the sky. Yep. And then you could get it further than 300 paces if you angle it. Right, that makes sense. You could send it even oh, further. Oh yeah, do you remember that game Artillery? Yeah, of course I do. That's what this makes me think of. Hundred percent. Got to change the angle to change how doing. far the and then your power. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had like different like little weapons you could choose if you wanted to get really oh, advanced. Oh, I don't remember that. There's part. like a tanks game. I played it on like Windows. 95. There was like a tank. Yeah, for, yeah there, there was a thing though. But anyways, okay. and then she goes into the explanation like, hey, if you have a tube that's made of bronze, you could send something that's much smaller but much heavier and made of iron and then blows the fuck up yeah. <laughs> at something or someone. Yeah, you know that artillery game? You were trying to blow up a castle. Oh, okay, okay. That's so the one I was I played the tanks one where you have to blow up the other tank who's oh, firing back at you. Yeah, no, you like mine is angles. a cannon that you shot at a castle. Nice, okay. I think, anyway. But, anyway. <laughs> there you go. Okay, this is actually kind of interesting because this is where she tells him that she's going to call them dragons and that she's going to call the cannonballs dragon eggs and she's going to get back at the Shanchen for destroying the Illuminators. Yeah. Because she's the guild now. She is. And she says the Shanchen will howl when my dragons bite. I love it. It's so fun. Which I call a little bit of BS. Really? At like thinking about dragons as an animal. Yeah. Like knowing the name of them. Knowing that they're going to bite, knowing they're ferocious, like, I'm pretty damn sure, no, like, we know that dragons are not an animal that people know in this age. Yeah, but there's also the dragon reborn who hurls fireballs, and this is her version, and that's what Matt kind of uh, starts thinking is... about. No, 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 okay, because you can call BS, but I'm going to give you some actual, like, justification no, for this, too. the dragon reborn is not the same as a dragon, because dragon eggs, like, you have to know it's a reptile that's going to lay eggs they're like little balls everyone's seen like little li lizard eggs before come on now you're just trying <sighs> yeah, to make but, it not yeah, work but no no i am not <laughs> because she would have to know so many things about the animal that is a dragon well dra so here's the thing dragon's not a real age. animal anyways no but i know but p people don't even know what the symbol on the flag is I figure it's a dragon it's a dragon symbol it's a dragon <laughs> like anyways now... more importantly more importantly Let's get past, let's move past that. I wonder that. how many people agree with me or Nobody. think I'm just nuts. You're I just nuts. People, no one agrees. Everyone loves this. <laughs> this is everyone's favorite chapter. I'm sorry. Shut up. No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm sorry that you love this and I am skeptical. No, no one wants to hear your opinion. Okay, so. Everybody <laughs> wants to hear my opinion. That's why I have a microphone in front of my face. And I'm going to take it away from you. Okay. <laughs> Disparaging my dragons and my dragon eggs. <laughs> Okay. Oh gosh, I'm so, sorry. Are you mad at me? No, I want I want to get back on track here. Okay. So <laughs> Matt, he's got a very good like battle tactics mind, and he is envisioning how this is going to play out on the battlefield, and he thinks like functionally, oh, shit. it's going to be as good. If you have like a ton of these things, it's going to be as good or better than having Aes Sedai because I said I can't do shit if they're not in danger. Right. But you can launch these like in. I think we get. Uh, she, Ludra says, like, oh, we could launch him, like, a mile or something, like, really yeah, yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, we get... Like, crazy distance. And then it's better than having Asherman, too, because they're just going to do whatever they want. Yeah. But if you people, have control yeah. of the dragons, well, then... Well, and because you can launch them at an army before they even know you're there. Yeah. Right? But then he thinks about the negatives which are if the if they come up behind you or if they know you're there or yeah. if they change spots or disperse that leads into the whole like dragons yeah. card so it's very interesting because eludra is not just designing these but she's also like thinking strategy on how to use them on a battlefield yeah so i mean i i, I want to give eludra all the credit i think that less on a battlefield for me like for what these actually could be used for yeah is what they were used for in history, which is blowing down buildings. Also people. And people. Yeah. Okay. Literally launching cannonballs at people was a thing. Okay. <laughs> Up until pretty recently. I know. So. But just like breaking down fort walls and stuff, you know? Yeah. That's really most effective because that's a thing that's not moving and you know where it is and you shoot at it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. But let's go. Cannonballs. Let's go. Okay. Love now, it. before we move on, one last thing I do want to talk about here is I think it's really cute that Aludra, maybe not, maybe cute's not the wrong word, but I'm interested in the fact that Aludra 
is going to share secrets with Matt that are not allowed to be shared. Yeah. And she thinks to herself, or she says out loud, actually, I'm the guild now. I can decide who gets secrets. Who gets secrets. Yeah. Yeah. And so she does, and she trusts Matt, and she shares things, and so he's kind of part of it. Yeah, he is. Well, now we have a bit of an offer being made. Well, and we get a weird thing where the dice kind of stop when she shares this information. Yeah. But then they start again. Yeah, and he thinks, and we can kind of assume that this definitely was dice stopping in his head because then we get later on that there's for sure multiple a sets bunch. of dice going like right now. Hard for him to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> because the dice are so annoying and loud. Yeah. And I want Matt just to get checked out maybe for migraines or something. Right. Like maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're just a little sick, bud. Maybe. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of stress. Yeah. You know? I know. The fact is he just really can't figure these stupid dice out and they are getting more complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is that good on that act? Well, we got to go over the offer. Oh, the offer. What offer? Matt extends an offer. Mm -hmm. He says, hey, Mm -hmm. Aludra, I want you to come with me. When I go, I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. I for sure wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he says, I know someone who would be happy to pay for as many oh, of these dragons as you could possibly yes. want. Okay, I remember And also, yeah, yeah, this yeah, person yeah, could yeah. have every bell founder basically in the entire world stop what they're doing right now and start making dragons exclusively. And then Eludra's like, well, who do you know who's so powerful and could do all this? And he's like, well, <laughs> uh... Gotta keep it a secret, because only Tom knows, and Julian knows, and, like, Ganon, and probably Domin, and the Aesodai, and Vanon, and then the Red Arms. But, but it's like, the Dragon but Reborn. But it's, it's, it's Dragon Reborn. I know the Dragon Reborn. And cute colors. <laughs> yeah. And... Not naked. Not naked this time. This time. But he notes next time that more naked. Might, yeah, might... You never know. You never, never know. know. It okay. seems like they're, they have a lot of free time on their hands, Minnie Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. A lot of it. They're, Wherever, they're... whatever they're doing. <laughs> Playing they got, the again. You know what? You got to make time for intimacy. That's true. It's the key. It's important. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Side note gosh. too. Side note too. Matt thinks to himself that if Rand doesn't want to like finance these dragons, like this invention, which he probably, like he's literally financing entire libraries of inventions. Yeah, so like yeah, probably yeah. a weapon would be good. Matt thinks I can personally pay for a lot of them. And they're going to be very helpful to kill things that he's going to be fighting, like the Shanshin yeah. or Trollocs or like the last battle. Yeah. And he thinks, I'm going to pour every piece of gold I have into killing my enemies before they poke me full of holes. Yeah. So I like Matt's mentality of like, I'm not going to save my money. I'll finance everything I possibly can to keep well, my... Well, he's got the mentality of a gambler. Yeah. Right? Like, like, spend because, the money. <laughs> because he didn't get rich by not spending his money you know you know those people who are like oh i save all my money and invest it all i don't spend any of it that's how i'm rich yeah not mad not mad no opposite of that spends it all gambles more spends it all gambles more get more money sometimes always in flux he's so much money now he like doesn't even know doesn't even matter yeah so yeah so it looks like dragons are on the table at least hopefully okay soon okay cool like if nothing goes wrong and everything goes right (laughs) should be good um think that this is kind of like the slow game aludra has been working on this for a really long time and with or without matt she's doing this yeah you know what i mean yeah so whether or not matt actually ends up being involved this is happening it just depends on what scale yes you know what i mean that's fair too yeah and just to tie so now we can end this first act but aludra does accept his offer and says yep i'm coming with you yeah and you're gonna make me my dragons cool cool well let's take a quick break this is a nice spot to stop, I think. Before and the second act. Before the second act, sure. Wonderful. Yeah, intermission, as they Love as it. they say. I've been to plays. <laughs> I totally know. They totally know. This is where I get another glass of wine yeah. and maybe an ice cream. Right. A little popsicle. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Bag of chips. You can't eat chips at a plate. No. You've in, never been to a in play. In the intermission. Oh, you just scarf it down in the... <laughs> they always have those little, um, like, fudgicles and, I don't know, the plays I've been to. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a carnival. I don't know. It's, just... it's actually just my house and my freezer. So <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, it's Hamilton on Disney. Yeah. That's what I... <laughs> and when they tell me to press pause, I press pause. <laughs> no, I've been to plays, guys. Okay. All right. Quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. Here we go. Act two. All right. Curtain up. Enter stage left. Go. <laughs> just saying all this. <laughs> All the stagey words I know. All the theater people are like, oh my god, this is the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Please stop. Never do this again. Okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
Matt carves his bow dramatically on his wagon step. Right. His new bow stave. Yeah. Yeah, right? he's working on it. He's working on it. Right, so. Okay. Now enter Igianen and Domin. They're coming out looking a little dressed up. Like, literally in their best clothes. Best clothes. Yeah. And they hurry off without saying anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. And then they come back an hour later and say, we just got married. Yeah. So, that's cool. Marriage. Yeah. Is what brings us together (laughs) today. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting, too, because Egiana just almost died because Rena stabbed her. Yes. So maybe that played into some of the whole, like, let's get married now? No, she says specifically why. Okay. Well. (laughs) Which is... One of my favorite things I've read in a really long time. Okay. Can you pass me your book? I want to actually find the passage. Okay. So Matt thinks in his head, in his inside voice, he thinks, that's fucking crazy. Who would ever want to marry Egyanin? Yeah. But he says with his outside voice, congratulations. (laughs) Wow. So happy for you. Those people skills right there. That's good. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Domin. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. And then this is when Egyanin is like, nope, that's not my name. I'm not Mistress Domin. It's Lylewyn Shipless. I'm Lylewyn Shipless. It's a good name. It's given to me. It'll be my name forever. And I like it now because it's helped me come to a decision that I should have made weeks ago. Yeah. And so now because her ranks are all yeah. lower and messed up and none of that other stuff that she used to think mattered matter anymore yeah like her life is so different than it used to be mm-hmm. and so she's recognized that she just loves domin and wants to marry him let's do it if you're gonna be out of the shanshan empire you gotta be out Yuck. all the way but here's the part that i like and okay. you probably know that i like this okay but she looks at domin and says you understand why i can't take your name right and he says no but I will take you with any name you do care to use so long as you be my wife. Yeah. I told you that. Yeah, and I just love that so much. And for context, when we got married, <laughs> I didn't change my last name. Yeah. We don't have the same last name. And I felt like I like my name and I don't want to have to change it just because I got married. And you respected that. And yeah, I appreciate that about you. And that yeah. was just right for us in our situation. And I just felt like that was reflected here. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like that. And like, I've known you by your name for your entire life. So like, well, not my entire life. That's dramatic. But the majority n- now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. say not. But yeah, the <laughs> now, majority now, yeah. <laughs> over the majority of your life. Oh, so. but like that's who you've always been to me. So like, I'm going to have to learn a new name? No thanks. Well, and oh my God, so much paperwork. <laughs> Ugh, no You're going to get a new passport? Ugh, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want me to do more, <laughs> more paperwork? No. But also the meaningful Yeah, thing. yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I just wanted to point that out for me. Anyways, all this has to do with, too, with Matt and the Egiana and Domin thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to complicate things a little bit here. The bride because, and groom need their privacy. Well, so he's out. He's out of the wagon. He's like, I can't be in there. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. My first read, I thought that he got the tent for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was going to get the wagon to himself. And yeah. I was like, yeah, do it, man. No. They get the wagon and he has a stupid tent with a dumb hard cot in it. Yeah. But well, and he had to like, he had to buy the tent from like two other two people. Dudes, yeah. Two fire eaters. And like move them over yeah. and then he gets the tent now. Yep. And it's really funny because there's like this whole explanation. It's huge. It is so long. <laughs> this explanation. Oh, they're so good at what they do. Even Tom thinks they're good. And yeah. oh, they're so popular in the camp. It wasn't hard to find other places for them. But then, oh, they wouldn't bargain because they just sighed at having to lose their cozy home. And yeah. oh my God, it just goes on. But it's and also, on. I think the funniest part is that now, because remember, Matt was supposed to be rescuing Egyanen from like whoever. Oh yeah. And Domin was the servant. Yeah. So now like half of the circus performers have now thought and come up with their own theory that Matt trying to court Tuon may like was causing issues and then Egyanen like fell in love with fell Domin. Fell with Domin. So like half of the people half are on are, their side. Well half feel sorry for Matt. Yeah. And half blame Matt. Exactly. Yeah. For like him causing the situation to force Egyanen to like yeah. Uh-huh. And then the ones who support Matt are like, ah, women are so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's 
So this entire backstory is like, what? None of this makes any sense. The fact that we're even still trying to keep this up and she's still like wearing a wig. I know. And everybody crazy. knows it's a wig. Everybody who was around who saw her stabbed, her wig fell off. Yeah, yeah. But don't question. It wasn't the a, entire listen, circus though, you know? if women want to wear wigs, yeah. let them and don't say anything about it. How about? Just let them be, do whatever they want. Yeah. But yeah, the whole story's dumb and it's collapsed now. Yep, yep, yep. But now at least Matt is free to actually court Tuan in the public eye. Which is why he takes his tent and sets up his new tent facing Tuan's wagon. Well, at first he did it by the Aes Sedai tent, but then that was when he was waking up to them channeling. Yeah. The medallion would go cold and he hated that. So he moved away from them. Yeah. And towards Tuan. And then Tuan's like, are you keeping an eye on me? And he's like, I just want to catch glimpses of your pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is partly true. It is. It is at least partially true. And remember Naram and Lopin and Talmanis and those guys? Well, Naram and Lopin are still... Because listen, yeah. they haven't been mentioned in a really long time. Yeah. And here's your reminder that they exist. Yeah. And they're here. Well, Talmanis isn't. No, 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 no. The, the body Nera servants, and yeah. And Lopin are here, and Talmanis is maybe, <laughs> maybe may, on his way to somewhere where they are. Somehow. <laughs> Which, you know what I think yeah. this is? Because we haven't heard about it in a yeah. really long time. I think that this is the foreshadow. Oh, it's going to happen. That the meeting is coming soon. Like it. Yeah, it's just a little sprinkle, mm-hmm. like a little paragraph. Did you forget about Talmanis about and how the band? Yeah. Lopin is like, Talmanis is missing me so much. I do the best mending of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Noel's going to stop by to tell some stories. Oliver's going to stop by to play snakes and foxes. Which is going to come up later. We're going to talk about some foxes later. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 And then Thomas stops by and Julian stops by for reports. And Matt eventually has to tell basically everybody to stop talking about Rand because it's just too much for his brain. Oh, yeah. Too many colors. All the time. All the time. He's naked so much. He's kind of a little bit figuring (laughs) out that he can see exactly what Rand is doing in that moment. Yes, yeah. Right? He figures like, oh, that's weird, but it must be like real-time Like, it's not prophecy. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not like foretelling or something, yeah. you know? He's not like, oh, I foresee that Min and Rand are gonna have sex. Like, oh, amazing. Foretelling. <laughs> Who are you? Nicola? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, I foretell you will be hungry later today. I was gonna say, I foretell Brett will make me a snack after this. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Not going to come true now. <laughs> oh, man. Not making yeah. wishes here. Anyway, <laughs> so what I'm saying is he's figuring out that it's... Yeah. What kind of power this is. But it's just a lot for him. And this is where we get that Min and Rand are continuing to do it frequently. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really know about Min getting pregnant. We know about Elaine is currently pregnant with twins. Yeah. We know at some point in some capacity... Yep. Avienda's going to have four children. Yeah, super weird situation. We're not really sure. But we don't really know exactly what that means. Yeah. And we haven't heard anything about Min. Huh? They're doing it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all. There you go. Just just throwing it out there. That's the update. (laughs) That is is what that is. Oh, also there are about a thousand rumors about Rand floating around every countryside from in to in, whatever, whatever. Nobody knows where he is. People think he's dead. People think he's alive. It's the same stuff. It's the same same stuff stuff we've always heard. Recap, though. Yeah. All right. So now Matt is going to continue to have lunch with Tuan every day. And when he started showing up earlier in the evening, he gets dinner. Yeah. Well, he has this whole theory, too. Right? It's make a woman feed you, and then that's going to make them like you more. I don't know. So the more meals that they feed you, the more... That they're gonna like you, right? It's kind of like along those lines. Who like makes the plate for him, and they like yeah, eat but together, it's like but... you have to eat together. And I mean, there is some like truth to it, I suppose. Like sure. share meals with each other, and that's relationship building time, and that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, it's like he's getting that quality time, and she's not shutting him out. No, absolutely no, 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 so... no. She is not. But we do get that two on and Solution sometimes don't let him in because they are not just a little stitious. Oh, they are no, super, super, super superstitious. Oh man, oh man, whole lot of stuff about a lot omens. Lot of omens. Yeah, so I got, I got some of them here. 
Okay, because the last time we really heard about the Omens was when we were first introduced to Tuon. Yeah, and, and they have, like, a lot of signs, and everything means something, and they take them very seriously. And even when they're wrong, they're like, oh, Solutia must have counted the yeah, ants wrong. Yeah, so I have the, I have them. <laughs> so they saw birds circling more than once to predict a storm, and there was a whole thing where they drew a finger through a line of ants to count how long it takes for the ants to rejoin the line, and then they predicted the weather based on that. And then when it doesn't quite work out perfectly, then Tuan says, oh, obviously Solution miscounted the ants. Yeah. It's not that the omen was wrong. No. It's that we miscounted. It's that Solution's dead wrong. And my favorite part is Tuan tells Matt he has to learn these ways, like how to read the omens, because she doesn't want him to be ignorant. Oh. You have to learn it, buddy. Gotta learn her culture. Yeah. Okay. Love it. But he's like, this is... This is crazy. This is horseshit. Like, there's no... Yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess there was some clouds, but (laughs) it wasn't like a giant storm. And then there's one where it's like, you can't come in today because I'm not allowed to see men on the day that I see the mushrooms growing on the stump. Or like, it's just so dumb. So many crazy things. So many things. Okay, I just made that one up. That wasn't in the book. That wasn't, but But it was good. But that's a good omen, hey? Yeah, I like it. I like it. So if you ever see mushrooms growing on a stump, you're not allowed to see men. Good entertain a, a man friend for stones and dinner Ooh, good yes. even better yeah, very, more, specific. more specific yeah <laughs> all right so now one evening that they're together yep we're gonna get that Tuon asks matt what do you know of the dragon reborn and matt's like oh my god i can't get rid of this stupid yeah. freaking guy <laughs> he chokes on his wine and the colors swirl, but he's, like, trying to get rid of the colors. Yeah, and... it's a very abrupt question, so, I mean, it does catch him off a little yeah, bit, too. Yeah, and then Tuan's like, well, he must kneel to the Crystal Throne before Tarman Gaiden. The prophecies are very clear on that. Yeah, we've got that before, too. Yes, that, yeah. we've heard that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're led to believe that the entire Empire and the Crystal Throne is dead. Yeah. Except for Tuon. Well, I mean, Tuon is the right. empress, basically, and like in line. we also know that Rand potentially has a meeting set with Tuon. That's true. And there might be a situation. Yeah. Like a my wife, my wife, my wife situation. Yeah. Where Rand doesn't kneel to the... He's like, oh, wait, my boot's untied. Let me kneel down and get right. that real quick. Or he might do one of those... Um, one knee kneel bows. Love it. To like a queen. Yeah. To show respect. 100%. 100%. Right? Yeah. We could do like 50 more of these yeah. scenarios where I'm it's like sure. bowing before the crystal. Like, what does yeah. that mean? Kneel Kneeling? Before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the so shoes many... untied business. That's funny. <laughs> so I feel like it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities because before when I heard that, I was like, no. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. is Rand legitimately gonna no, never. kneel before no. the Crystal Throne? Like, in the way that she's believing it yeah. to be? Yeah. Because it's all in the interpretation. Yeah. It's all Very much so, in that. very much so. But my favorite thing that she says here is that it's super urgent that she finds out who sounded the horn of Valir. Yeah, and like, maybe suspecting that it was... Like, the Dragon Reborn. Right. Because who else would do that? Exactly. hmm And she knows all about the reports from Falma. They're very disturbing. Yeah. And it's super important to secure the person who blew the horn. Yeah. And Matt's like, well, good thing I didn't blow the horn of Valir. Oh, who would yeah. do that? <laughs> Not I even... me. <laughs> oh, so you think it's been found? Oh, good, good acting. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's been found. And Fantastic acting. Yeah. We're, we've done it. Right. But then, you know, there's that whole situation where Matt potentially died and lived again. Yeah. And did that release him from yep. the horn blowing situation? Yeah. And does it matter if you just, you know, blow it again? <laughs> That's the other thing. Oh. He could still be just like the horn sounder again. Again. Oh, especially if he thinks that it has to be him. And, right? everyone, and if everyone does. Yeah. Like, who really knows about the whole... Not many. Not many. Enough, though. You yeah. know? Well, do you even know which time we're talking about here? The time he sounded the horn at Falma. No, the dying time. The dying time? The dying and living again. I think that that's the tree of lifetime. Yeah. And not the ravine lightninged him and killed him. Oh, it might and be And then Rand Bale fired him back into existence. It could be. 
<laughs> so, Six of one. Yeah. Half a dozen of the other. That's what they say. It doesn't. Does it matter? I mean, which does one it? it is? Does it matter? No. Probably it's not. Another one of those things that I don't really <laughs> need to understand. I just need to know it's kind of a thing that happened. Yeah, for sure. And then we move on. Yeah, that's fair. You want to move on to talking about more presents? Oh, what act are we in? Is this this is oh, phase two, right? I think that we might. Are we in phase three? Well, uh, there's no okay phases. Is phase now? or no? That's like <laughs> act. Act. Okay. Act three or act two, scene two. Now you're just making it up. You don't yeah, even know. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, we're like in the middle-ish. We are in the last third okay. of the chapter. Roughly. We're moving into the next part. And conveniently, I need a bit of a drink top up. Yep. Let's so do it. And then we'll come back. I'm going to go do that and we'll be right back. Okay. So here we are. Let's get into it. Whatever it is. An act, a phase, a scene. Yeah. It's the next segment here we of go. the chapter. For a few days after Matt brought Tuon those flowers, the presents, yeah. he stopped doing it, which kind of threw her off and he was starting to detect some disappointment, which if Matt is detecting disappointment, it's very visible. It's super so- <laughs> obvious, <laughs> yeah. I think, because he's not the best read on people. He's like, ah, what are they talking about over there? I don't know. I think he's actually probably okay, but. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right, where he can be a little bit like missing some signals. Yeah. So he knows it's time to do something else nice. Well, that's his plan because he bought the horse a while ago. Yeah. Like, like this was this was a planned a planned waiting on the gifts until she was disappointed. Like oh. he's maneuvering, he's playing the game. This is okay. all part of it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he's going to show up before dawn. Because it's not really safe for them to, like, go out in the middle of the day to go on, like, walks or rides or anything like that. Just mm-hmm. because they don't want to get caught and whatever. So he shows up and tells Tuan to cover her eyes because he has a surprise. And she goes, ooh, I love surprises. Who doesn't? And Solution's like, I hate surprises. Hate it, yeah, for sure. She's bodyguard. Surprises get you murdered. Right. Okay, but anyway, Tuan closes her eyes and then he brings out his horse and the new razor. Slash zebra. Yep. Not a zebra. Not a zebra. And then he tells Tuan, she's yours. And would you like to go for a ride? There we go. And this time there's no question that the dice stop, but it's only one set of dice that stops. Yeah. And other dice keep rolling and yeah. he knows how to decipher them in his head. So now. that's why the last one was for sure like dice stopping. But then they kept. But there's still more going. Mm-hmm. So now we just have like some going and stopping all the time. Perfect. And we don't know why, and it's not for, like, even necessarily, like, dangerous or life-threatening things. It's just, like, critical life events, I guess. Like, who's even the arbiter of that? I don't know. Who's deciding what's a dice event? The pattern. I know, but, like, why? Like, what's the... What's the... The pattern pull. Fate. Right? It's certainly amping up, because last book, dice stop, dice roll, dice stop, dice roll. Yeah. But here, no. Dice all the time. Even more. Dice are stopping, but... Sucks to be you, still rolling, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anyway, so they talk a bit about horses, and Tuan really likes this horse. And then she says, where's Solusha's horse? Right, because if we're going to go riding. Yeah, and then Matt was like, <laughs> ah, fine, it's yeah. right here. But then apparently one of his guys who was holding the horse for him knew that he wasn't going to get away with this. Yeah. And Matt was like, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he wants to ride by by just the two of them. I know, but no go. Not not going to happen. No go. No. They need a chaperone. That's what it is, right? Well, and Tuan needs a bodyguard. I That's think true more too. than the chaperone piece. Does she? Uh, Matt's the best Solution... bodyguard you could possibly no, have. No. Oh, I don't goodness. even think we've seen what Solution can actually do. That's true. I don't think Matt's actually... Well, <laughs> he's good with his knives. We know that. Yeah. But now she just has double bodyguards. So... Are you going to try and say that Matt's not a very good fighter? No, I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to not downplay how good Solusha is. That's how about fair that? too. Okay, that's how about good that? too. I like that. How about I like that? that. Okay. All right. So we're going to go out on a ride. Matt, Tuan, and Solusha all together. So romantic. And at the beginning, they have the road all to themselves, except a few random people. <laughs> and I don't even remember reading what it says in the book, actually, but I'm like 80% sure that Solusha is probably like in the middle between them. Oh, <laughs> that's just how you picture it? <laughs> I, I don't know if she is. I but think like... <laughs> at one point, Matt and... 
two on are together and okay. Solicia's like behind them, but then she like catches up. And like <laughs> And there's like several times where Solucia's behind because her horse isn't as fast. Nice. Or nice. Something okay. Like that. I like anyway, that too. So we're going down the road and then we see a tinker caravan showing up, heading down the road, like towards them. I think. Yeah, and we actually, uh, yeah. So the the Tinker Caravan is coming down the road towards them, like heading south towards Ebu Dar. Yeah. And in case you forgot, yeah, Tinker's super colorful. Right. And if you forgot, we actually got a couple of hints a few times that Matt has seen lots and lots and lots of Tinker Caravans heading towards Ebu Dar. I don't remember that. It. Yeah, we got a couple of hints about that. Okay, so Matt nods at them as they start to make their way past, but then. Out of freaking nowhere, yeah. Tuan pulls a crazy move. It's pretty crazy. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't tell everyone what it is. Like, What's is the she, crazy is, move? She, he, she just takes he, off. <laughs> she takes off on her super fast horse that Matt just bought. Yeah. Her. So she turns her horse and gallops off into the trees. Yeah. Yeah. And then Matt's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And he just takes off after her. Well, and Solution doesn't seem to know either because she like takes off after her. Yeah, it's like what? And her horse is like way slower and way worse. Yeah. And at least Matt is trying to keep up, but the way that she's riding like through the forest, she's like super dangerous. Dangerous. It's for, like, dangerous for the horse. You're dangerous literally for gonna her. kill your horse. You're yeah. Kill yourself. Anyway, he has no idea what's happening. He thinks that she's just being too on and like causing more problems. Yeah. For fun. And like she kind of seems to be. I know. I actually had a glimmer of she's taking off. Really? Now? Yeah. Like after all this? She has a horse now. She could have got a horse before. Not really. Not really. Okay. They're kind of set up for it. She's kind of set up here, I think, better than she has been for an escape attempt in a while. Because when she's still with the circus, she's not making any sort of attempt because... I don't think that she actually wants Matt to get in trouble for her capture. Okay. And if she were to like go to Shanchen in front of Matt and be like, help me, help me, I'm two on. Yeah. Right? Matt's getting in, sh- like everybody's getting in a lot Well, of except trouble. she's literally the daughter of the Nine Moons and she could tell them don't do anything and they so. would obey her commands. I suppose. You're right about like, that. But the Shanchen are so strictly I don't know. rigid I guess, on there. I can't tell you why yeah. at, in this moment no, I was I get like, that. Yeah. is she taking off now? It's because super weird. she's away from the circus and everything. She's away from people. She has her own horse. So Lucia has her own horse and maybe she thinks that she actually can get away from Matt. Yeah, I guess so. At some point. But I was like, I don't get it. I It didn't make sense to me that this is what, like where she was going and why. And it didn't make sense because that's not actually what's happening. No. That's yeah. why. So she eventually stops, but I didn't know if she eventually stopped because she realized Matt was keeping up with her and wasn't going to let her go. Okay. Like maybe she thought she could get away. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't have a lot to add to this right now. Because so. it's weird, right? Yeah, it's super weird. Everything about this situation is it's all kind of weird. But she's just like a weird game player. so That's true too. She's like testing him. And she tested the horse out to make sure she could pick a name for the horse. And she did pick a name for the horse. Which we'll talk about. It's but, the worst. But first... <laughs> I do think it's interesting her little tests for him to see if he'll make a good husband. And maybe at this point she's testing his like riding skills. <laughs> That's crazy though. Because you know how she's like, either you got lucky or you have a good eye for horses. Yeah. And he's like, I have a good eye. And she's like, hmm, maybe. But go on this super dangerous, then, like, forest adventure? Yeah, she's kind of nuts. Yeah, that's fair, too. She's very impulsive. It all leads back to crazy because and impulsive. even then, after they stop, and he's like, what the fuck was that? She goes, hmm, maybe you do, maybe you do know horses. Yeah, it was that's like, true. It feels now like a test. Yeah, looking for more signs, more omens. No, right. Okay, but because Solution's so far behind on her stupid slow horse, they have a moment alone together. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then this is where she's like, I've decided to name my horse Akeen or something. And I was like, okay, what's that? No. Yeah, it means. Why do we need another horse named Swallow? Yeah, I know. Two. Yeah. In, in this Fios horse is also I'm named aware. Swallow. Yeah, no, I was going to tell you that. Yeah. I thought you were going to quiz me. Oh, no, it sounded like you knew. I already okay. knew. Yeah, okay. I don't understand. And he's like, oh, a good name. I'm like, why? Why is Swallow 
a good name. I feel for like a I horse. need to do a fun fact. I need to. I need to do some research. And it's like, is that one of the the ten traditional names for horses or something like right. something weird? Because like something like okay, Perrin has like what stepper? Yeah. Right. So like, swall a swallow's a bird. Yeah. Is it a bird that flies fast? Maybe. I don't know. There are other things that go fast. Name your horse Cheetah. Cheetah, yeah. That goes fast. Or like that one guy that one time, Lion. Oh, yeah. Right? Lionheart, wasn't it? No, just Lion. just Lion? Just Lion. There was a Lionheart, too. I don't think Lillian's, so. maybe, at one point? Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Horse like names are one of those things. I like Night Lily. What yeah. was it? Was that what it was? <laughs> maybe. The one that Swan was like, it tried to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt has the most original horse name. Pips? Yeah. Yeah, it's good name. Because it's dice. Yeah, dice. Right? Makes it's sense. Like, it actually like it means something. It has nothing to do with like other animals or how fast the horse can go. Yeah. It's just a unique name. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a stat out there. It's probably like the the most common wheel of time fandom animal name for like their own pets. Swallow. Pips. Oh, other people. Not swallow. Anim- Every other wheel of time <laughs> fans meant- name their animals pips. It's a oh. good name. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's unique. It's like fandom. Yeah, and you won't really find it outside the fandom for like an animal name that I've ever seen. That's true. But yep. yeah, but not swallow. <laughs> no, please don't name your cat swallow. I will. If you named your cat swallow because of this, like, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, sorry for ragging on you so but hard. Tell me what. Like, you I want to know though. why. I just, I need to know. Yeah. Why? And yeah. what did everybody in your life? think of that maybe maybe it's a thing maybe it's a thing all right i knew we were gonna talk about that for a while all right so they're in the middle of this forest and two ones like hey where is this place yeah <laughs> and matt's like i have no idea and then oh, he wait. looks around and he goes oh i know exactly i know exactly in many different lifetimes in yeah. many different forms this Shoot. is this is an old place that used to be yeah it's the crumbled statues and he's like oh i actually was i was a guy and hills and i died right over there shoot oh yeah i really hate remember but actually there's this a really important yeah there's an important like undertone that's going on here for matt's thought process on the eel fin he's figuring shit out yeah so he has a thought like how do the eel fin gather memories from a corpse yeah so how did i on my deathbed like get out of that memory from me dying in that past life or whatever get taken given to the eel fin and then given to me yeah when i went through well, the doorway he's thinking of these memories as like super tangible things yeah right whereas i don't know i just attributed it to magic well, yeah, but I mean, even magic has to have some logic to it. I guess. So that's kind of what, where he's going, because clearly the person who died here didn't then go to the eel fin to get his memory scraped. So that means that the eel fin are able to scrape memories I remember, from your entire life. I remember what my Harry Potter reference was. Oh, no. Even your future memories. So what's oh, the Harry right. Potter reference? Well, okay, so I don't have anything for future memories. Okay. But just memory collecting. Oh, it's memory. It's memory collecting. Yeah, the the pensive. Well, the pensive makes pensive? you be able to view others' memories. Oh, but you can like take your memories out of your brain. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that's or only stuff if that's you're happened. Crying. Your tears. Your tears. Take them. Take them. That's uh, Snape while he's dying. Perfect. Oops, I hope I didn't spoil that for someone. Oh no! Well, you had like twenty years. Ah so. shit! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I mean, you had enough time to finish this series. What are we doing? Okay. That's uh, okay. We've talked so much about Harry Potter. But yeah, that's the that's the reference. Okay. And like collecting memories. But it's a soft one. It's a soft reference. It is, but it's like doubled with the one from earlier. So let me just finish a couple more of Matt's thoughts here and then we can sure. set that up. So Matt also has some thoughts about... The eel fin, they yeah. clearly don't come to, like, this side of the door frame. He says very often. Very often or for more than a few minutes at a time because, again, the only way he can figure that he got hanged from the tree, right, was by them, I guess, bringing him out physically and ha- physically hanging it. him and then going back through the doorway. Right. Which is a stretch for me. I just, like, think that they can zip zap. They have, like, crazy weird magic and... Maybe. Yeah, they, we don't. They can transport you probably wherever the fuck they want, you know? Yeah. They have their own weird stuff. But then he does have some thoughts about how, in the memories, he's sometimes like close to his age. And then he's also sometimes like right. super old. Yeah. 
but there's never anything or any memories from childhood. So what are the odds of that? Because it doesn't really I understand. I think really good. So why? Okay, here's the thing: the game of snakes and foxes you play when you're a child. Sure. And we've got so much mention, and so this is what I was thinking about because okay. Oliver loves playing snakes and foxes, but we've heard. Over and over and over and over again, it's been drilled into our heads that once you reach a certain age, you stop playing the game because once you realize you can't win. Without? Cheating. Yeah. And so at some point, that's when they can get you. I don't know. I they just can think, get you? Yeah. Because the game of Snakes and Foxes is exactly equivalent to the Eelfin and Nailfin. Yeah. Right? In yeah, absolutely. In some weird capacity. And so there's, I don't have like super definitive answers for you, yeah. but I do have a connection between children yeah. believing they can still win. For sure. And then becoming old, jaded adults <laughs> okay. and being susceptible to whatever they do. So also consider this because he has one more thought and he wonders. Does that have something to do with their savor? You know how they like taste you? Well, that's the thing is yeah. like they clearly like do something and like they take your memories or like they get your brain somehow. And they can see through your eyes. That's what he Well, that's oh what he God. thinks. He's yeah. like, hey, maybe the snakes and foxes are like functionally in my brain right now and they can see through my eyes right now, which is how they could like in real time collect memories as they happen. Right. Memory chip. Yeah, well, the I cloud. mean, it, it's important to the cloud. I think that thinking that the eelfin can like are in his brain right now is a bit of a weird stretch, and I think a little bit crazy. Sure. And then the the question too is like, what's the connection between all the people he has memories of? How are these people chosen? Right. They're clearly not like oh Matt's past selves. They're they're not like no, no, no. his no, no, no. soul and, in a bunch of bodies. And now that's clear. But when we first got them, you had lots of questions for me about yeah. what this was and yeah. And but they're also from a very specific time frame. Yeah. In in existence, and it's right? All so all battle generals and people who fought, like men who fought, and like that's what it really typically seems to be. Well, I mean, those are the memories that he was given. That's at what least. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying there's even more similarities between yeah. what he was given. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Okay. Lots of things to think about. So, other people who see them, do they get memories? Or do you think that they keep them all for themselves? Like, why do they have these memories? If that's what we're believing. So if Matt's figuring this all out. Yeah, you're asking good questions right now. Is Matt figuring this all out right now just to tell us actually what this is? Or is this Matt's just like crazy thought process and it's not true at all and weird? I think he's he's thinking good thoughts and you're asking good questions right now. Yeah. Like, how does it all connect? What's the, what's the link? Because... Yeah, we I would I would bet that not everybody who gets the ghost because again he got the the memories because he like he asked he went, for like, the holes to be filled. Oh yeah, and they're like, all right, we have some memories. Yeah, it's Here like we can fill the holes in your memory, and it's like boom, there's a bunch of fill holes in your memory. Not exactly what you asked for, but it's kind of like a monkey's paw situation with them, right? Uh huh. So like, if you ask for something, something bad might happen. Right. Right. You don't get exactly what you wished for. Situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, things to think about. I don't know. It makes my brain hurt. That's good. It's good that it makes my brain hurt? Yeah, you know, because... Uh... You know what I do, though, with things that make <laughs> my brain hurt? No. I stop thinking about them. Okay, and then the next time they come up. It doesn't make me think about them more and try to, like, <laughs> fix the puzzle. I'm like, nope, never going to understand this. Next. Okay. You know? You say that now. Let's move on. Yeah. To the final act. Or, or phase. I think scene. Or stage. Because we're still in the same scene. Right, okay. Like, we're still in the same here. Solutia finally comes. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this is, like, still we're in the same scene. Okay, I think. I don't, I don't even actually know. Now, Solutia comes up, and she's like, you know those people from those wagons? They're following us. With dogs. With dogs. With dogs. And they're hunting dogs. Yeah. So we gotta be super careful. We gotta run away. We gotta avoid them. We have horses. We can go faster. Let's go. Let's hide. Yeah. And Matt's like, no. They're tinkers. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to do anything. They're just coming to see if they can be helpful because they're tinkers. Right. Like there's a 0% chance this is going to be a bad thing for Right. Us. Which is fine. But also my scary don't trust anybody brain yeah. is like scared don't trust anybody. Ooh, fake tinkers. Not fake tinkers, but also tinkers can talk, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like you're clearly with two Shanchan. You don't know what they're doing or what they want and the more people that see you doing 
really weird things together and with your super identifiable horse. Zebra. Zebra. Right. Right. (laughs) The more chances that somebody might talk to somebody else and then now you're found out. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Especially considering the amount of people we know now are on the hunt yes, for, for two for on. Two on yep. And then we find out they're like, oh, we're going to see the Shan Chen. We want we need protection from them. Yeah. We're gonna go get protection from them. Yeah, that's that's, that's basically how it ends. Because they have like yeah. this little conversation. Yeah. And there's a whole explanation because Matt, this is when he's like, Oh, I've seen a bunch of tinkers heading towards Abu Dar. And then the tinkers are like, Well, we're heading that way because there's safety in Shanshan rule because we know like there's not like bandits you can't just attack people they've got really firm laws and that is good for tinkers who are basically at the mercy of whoever they come across right so it makes sense that a bunch of the traveling folk are going to Shanshan lands right and what's interesting though when they first come up to each other is the tinkers are like oh you came to us weird yeah. And then they immediately separate the women yeah, from yeah. Matt because they're worried that the women are being taken advantage of or yeah. something or that they're in some kind of danger from yeah, Matt. Yeah, so they'll just like form a circle. And that they were running away <laughs> from Matt or something. Well, Tuan literally like took off Yeah, at the moment that she had an opportunity to. So yeah. it would look super weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is weird. It's super weird. That's what I'm saying. Stop doing super weird things where people can see you. But then once they're separated, they kind of understand that the women are happy, they're laughing, they're talking, 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 girl talk, and Matt's like, oh my god, what are they talking about over well, there? Well, clearly, Tuan and Solution, like, say something about something, and they all burst out laughing. And, yeah, ah, and he's like, ugh, oh, Women, complex, and such. Right. <laughs> so. Okay, so, in the end, Matt warns the Tinkers to be careful, because safety comes at a price, and then he's like, and what happens if the women around you can channel? Because, you know, that's bad. And they're like, it's fine. We'll just send them to Tarvalin. Yeah, it's like, no, you won't. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. Nope. But, I mean, that's kind of the and whole... And they'll test all of you, and probably there's a percentage of you that have the spark... Yep. ...and will be collared. But that's their whole, like, group safety thing. Yeah. And they will Comes still go there. They'll yeah. still go there. Yeah, so. they will. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then that's basically where this whole thing ends. Yeah. A lot of things happened. Kind of left on, like, a, you know, I guess we're I know. okay. I'm trying to think of any plot point that was super significant like in it nothing yeah it's a know? bunch of stuff that needed to happen that that happened and we're, now we're and just like gonna needed move on is like a strong word but <laughs> yeah. that's okay that's fine yeah and next episode we are just reading one chapter chapter nine chapter nine but we're gonna record that oh before we leave oh yeah oh yeah yeah in the midst of the packing so you guys will get to to hear <laughs> to hear all about how that's going yes okay well, now, before you go ahead and run off to get married by the village wisdom, I'm going to say that this is part of the pattern now. Yeah, it's part of the pattern. Well, that's it for us for now. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. The Wheel Weaves is hosted, edited, and produced by Danny and Brett with Passion Socks, Cody Feltz, Benjamin, Michelle O'Brien, Jonathan Reese, Jamie Young, Megan Smiley, Jared Berg, Ricky Morissette, Lance Barden, Charlie Has, Adam, Hannah Green, Marta Thier, Michelle Forbes, MKM, and Antoine Benoit. With music by Audionautics. Be sure to check out our Patreon page if you're interested in supporting us and the podcast. We'd love to send you some Patreon-exclusive merchandise as a thank you. Plus, you'll gain access to our episodes earlier than everyone else. And at the time of recording, we have over 40 bonus episodes for your listening pleasure. Find all that and more at patreon.com slash thewheelweavespodcast. For general information about our show and information like how to send us shot glasses, how to join our Discord, and how to get in touch with us, visit thewheelweavespodcast.com. And as always, be sure to give us that five-star review because it really makes a huge difference in helping other people find us. So be sure to tell a friend, Riyadh, because referrals really are the best compliment. Thanks again for listening because this really is part of the pattern now.